0: Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge,
1: all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in.
0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market. Today is Thursday, June 1st. This will be out Friday, June 2nd. Can't believe it's already June. We're excited to have you on this journey covering the generative art market with us. As always, this will be a video episode. We'll also be on our podcast. If you prefer to listen to it, we'll have a tweet thread. Our friends at Stellar Dow have been helping us chop those up into clips. And there'll be a newsletter with more stories that we can fit on this quick update. Please take a look. Here's our newsletter on the screen here. Subscribe. It really helps us. We got over 800 people. We're pushing for 1,000. Help us get there. And uh, here's our Twitter. Give us a follow at collectors underscore XYZ. I go by P, you may know me online as at Aston Cloud. This is me, would appreciate a follow. And as always, joined by my co-host and great friend, Jared underscore pause, founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund, who you can see online here. Jared, uh, how are you doing today, my friend? Living the dream, man.
1: Uh, you know, we talked off camera, running on low fumes and uh, little sleep, but woke up to a, a beautiful um Seen out of my uh, my window of, of like the clouds covering the mountains and some some beautiful stuff. So trying to find beauty in everywhere, not just gen art.
0: That's right. There's beauty out there in nature, and as I mentioned, Jared has a digital art fund. So if you're interested in getting exposure with an expert making pics for you, check him out. And also, I have launched a premium service. I've been mentioning this before. It's growing fast. Over two dozen people now, really excited for that. A lot of fun creating content for that as well. That's investment focused if you want to build your wealth collecting digital art. And let's hop right into it, Jared. Vibe check. I know I'm showing prices here, but we don't we don't have a screen for the vibes. What is the vibe in the gen art market from your standpoint? I feel like the it it's cooled off a tad it's returned back to
1: i'll call it the sentiment that we've seen over the last two months uh you've seen some retracements in my opinion and uh i think that you know we'll talk about Bees coming up you know maybe some people are focused on on that in the coming weeks uh but overall you know i you know i'm looking at all the our notes about what we're going to report on in the market and volumes and everything it, it looks like it's just returned back to normal and I I'm encouraged because a lot of it is holding up and at the same time um there's just some consistency. Like we've been, you know, we're we're in that we're in that um, that waiting game right now, in my opinion. And I, I'm confident in setting in it, to me, it's just a reaffirmation of the base is in and I, I am still looking for deals, man. I converted everything in my wallets to weath and uh you know, I'm I'm hunting for deals, man.
0: Yep. And there are deals out there. I agree with you on the sentiment. Definitely not negative, um, but not as euphoric as it was a couple of weeks ago when we saw a lot of liquidity and volume in the market. So it will be great to see how that goes. Blue Chip Gen Art, any notable sales, Jared?
1: Nothing crazy, uh, unfortunately, but it, it was really cool to see a Fidenza sale. So that floor is just getting thinner and thinner and getting reinforced uh, and inching up. I was really encouraged to see a lot of Gazer sales this week, and then um a lot of Fontana sales also. And then I think the highlight for me, even though it's not like crazy crazy, but there's a beautiful focal memories that that sold for I think six point five eth. So you know again, just just a, an affirmation that you know there's good deals out there. and if you're patient, uh, you know, I'm advising a couple people on on weath bids and this was, I think patience is gonna pay off and and if you have that, piece that you're focused on you know there's there's going to be opportunities if you're willing to to wait it out
0: 100 100 agree with that fx hash
1: what are we seen over there man i'm starting to sound like a broken record but it's i think reminiscent of what we've seen over the last i'll call it six to eight weeks it's typical volume uh the more established and emergent blue chip pieces are still topping the charts. I mean I almost want to say that not a lot of new art is getting released cuz I just think that uh, you know I've talked to a couple artists off the record about it and it's like releasing in these times is you know it, it's not the best revenue producing for them. So I think some people are holding out projects and so there's not much new look new project volume showing up on the charts and but it was encouraging. You I think you're starting to see different projects cycle like dragons and RGB and even the garden monoliths are are back on top. They weren't there for a little bit. So, you know, if you, if you take the collective data across a, a long enough timeline, you know, you're starting to see really cool projects emerge, you know, and especially if you flip it to 30 day volume, it's your typical, typical stuff. So I just, I love seeing it. Zanken still, you know, he's goat out with, you know, two of the top, five pieces three if you go top six and four if you do top seven so it's just it's to me it's just reaffirmation that you know Zankin is is king of tezos right now and you know you're seeing the 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 artists start to diverge from the pack
0: i i agree with that and you're right we haven't seen a lot of new projects from these artists who are commanding blue chip status on fx hash so it does seem like they're holding out a bit and i'm happy to see universal ray hatcher up here uh obviously floor price is not necessarily as relevant in this collection but it's so cool i like to just flip through it and uh, you know we we shouted this out before i just wanted to shout it out it, excuse me shout it out again cuz such a cool collection squiggles it's being
1: universally embraced by everybody collectors artists technologists i mean it's just Honestly, the more I look at the algorithm and the the product, I'm just my mind is blown. I, I feel like it's something that ages well. Could age well, but it's just
0: it's it's so dynamic. It really, really requires a deep dive. It's cool. Super cool. Genius project. Congrats again to Peter on that one. Um, how did things go last week with Squiggles?
1: It retraced back to again what I would say is normal. There's two hundred and seventy-two point two ETH in seven day volume. Uh, you know, down from 507, the floor price, what's really cool and encouraging maintained. So it shot up to like 12 and a half and then had a slight retracement back to 11.3 versus 11.2 last week. And and that's on a sales volume of 22 sales. So overall, I think it's a a, a typical week for for squiggles. It was cool to see, you know, some of the stuff go off, but nothing really crazy. I mean, you had a couple cool fuzzies. I don't know if it's technically a 1% or 2% fuzzy, a double fuzzy that sold for 16 ETH. You had, I feel bad, but you had somebody fat finger uh, a regular buy at 29,000 USD earlier in the week. I think they meant to put a collection bid on a bold, but overall your, your typical squiggle volume and uh, nothing crazy, but still day zeros drying up low color spread drying up. I mean this, I like to see this like, so even though it's like typical, I'll call it, two hundred and fifty ish ethan volume, but it's cool to see that the the liquidity exists in there and it's holding up despite whatever other sentiment and market conditions are existing. So to me, obviously a very strong bias. my personal bags are strongly oriented towards squiggles, but I'm it's a reaffirmation that it's a great, great project. and I think that there's there's some staying power
0: associated with it. 100 percent. Friendship bracelets, go back to NFT price floor, Um, consistent with squiggles, we saw a return to more normal seven day volume, 147 sales, 27 ether in volume across those sales, floor price dropped to 0.138, let's call it 0.14, not shown on screen, listings are at 2241 which is up a little bit from 2171. And I should have mentioned this in the blue chip gen art section. Across the board, what we've seen over the last two weeks is we saw a bunch of liquidity floor prices run up. It's called it 25 to 40%, depending on the collection, talking gazers, Fidenzas, ringers, memories, anticyclone, et cetera. And some of those collections I've seen listings creep back up. So I expect that they'll they'll dip back down unless there's more volume as people take wrapped ether bids, So to Jared's point, good time to do that. Um, Friendship bracelets is no different. You know, we saw a little bit of run, but overall these collections, the the big takeaway is these are thin. Like once we get some sustained volume, they they could move pretty quickly. Um, Don't know exactly when that'll happen. Might not be until later in the summer or even after that, it's unclear, but it's extremely hard to time these things. So if you want to collect something like for the long term this is not a bad time at all to do so uh and if you're thinking about it from an investment standpoint same story definitely not a bad time to go ahead and and take those moves release recaps let's start off with uh tonics escape by iskra v we mentioned this when it came out has really resonated well with collectors uh, you know, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure given the pure black and white nature of this and 325 pieces, but it's doing quite well, uh, 14% listed, it's a little bit high for an art collection, but not too bad. And it's, you know, minted at 0.25 floors at 0.385 holding up well. And, you know, we, we don't have the owner shown on here on OpenSea, but really strong collectors it seems to be resonating well. Um, hasn't been a ton of great art out to your earlier point, Jared. Uh, but this is certainly one of them that in recent times has has been doing well and resonating. And I, I guess instructively, it shows that if you have some great art, you have an artist with the following, like Isker does, and uh, you, know, you get a low mint price. You can see some positivity both in a price from a price action standpoint and otherwise in a collection. You have any thoughts on this one, Jared?
1: Yeah, overall I think it's a great release. It was a great entry point and uh you know, I'm happy for for the artist and the the platform. Overall, I, I think that it's very well embraced and there's some really great um long-term collectors. Yeah, I look forward to the the listings thinning out and and these getting locked up and and showcased in, in the way that it's it's supposed to. So, congrats to Iskra. It's a great release. 100%. The
0: next one Wanted to cover is Ides of March by Andrew Strauss and Pisto Boy. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think this is a really cool collection. I love the variety here and the colors. Um and uh the the scenes. Andrew Strauss is extremely well known in the NFT artist community as well as with collectors. Pisto Boy, um, also a great artist. And uh, you know, this was released on GM Dow, one of their I believe their first release in their new Uh, Format. So this was initially released to GM DAO token holders, 0.25 ETH, sitting at a floor of 0.269, quite a few listed here. So I expect this will retrace, but overall holding up well, uh, given the bear market conditions, and I think is a good sign for the GM DAO ecosystem. I know Jared, you are in that ecosystem, uh, or at least you were, maybe you're not anymore, but curious to hear your thoughts on this release and if it means anything for the non-art blocks Ethereum generative art world.
1: Yeah, I, I did mint mine. I'm still part of the ecosystem. I loved my mint, I was very, very uh happy with it. The I think the you know the thing for me is it just comes down to attention. Um, I think that what was really intriguing to see is that uh, you know, overall over the course of the last forty-eight hours, there's only twenty-eight ETH in total volume. I mean, that's a lot of sales at you know, a quarter to a half an ETH each. But, um, you know, I think this is definitely a long-term play. If you believe in the artists, I really, really actually really enjoyed a lot of the outputs. And there's a couple buyers in there picking up, you know, the, the, the great, the better pieces in my opinion. And I I love that conviction. I love that. And the community has been fantastic. I think it's very well embraced uh, overall. So, you know, I don't think uh, this is the thing that's going to shoot up to be, you know, two ETH, you know, overnight, but overall, I think it's a great project. Yeah, I, I really, really dig scrolling through the all the outputs.
0: Yeah. And over here, you can see all the GM Studio outputs, excuse me, collections, I should say. Um, Plasticity was Pista Boy's first one. Um, this one has uh, only 300 tokens as well. First time Ender Strauss has been over here. I think really a fantastic job by them. They're doing well. And uh, I was really happy to see it. I was really happy to see it because I'm a big fan of GM Studio and what they do over there. And, uh, you know, it's tough in a, in a bear market when you have such dominant players, art blocks, but really glad to see the community rallying around this one. Art News. First bit of news. Uh, this will be a quick one. DECA created a project with XCopy called Right Click Share. Each one of these individual pixels is owned uh, by, well, they're individual NFTs. You can attest these pixels and fully create this image here. Anybody who had attested their pixel as of 1446 UTC, which I believe was about 1045 AM Eastern uh, yesterday, can claim a commemorative gift. I have one of these. I've not claimed the gift the gift is noted to not be officially by X Copy. Not really sure what that means. Um, perhaps it's unofficially XCopy? I don't know. Either way, uh, something to keep an eye out if you own one of these pieces and you attested. And uh, just a nice reminder of this project, which I thought was a really cool collaborative uh, community project in general. Next story. 3AC Grails Round 2. This is kicking off In Real Life Only, 37 pieces being auctioned June 15th, 4 p.m. Eastern in New York, in Manhattan, Upper East Side, up at Sotheby's. They're also having an event on June 12th, three days before, breakfast event, same location, where some of these artists and other leaders in the generative art world, not sure exactly who, will be coming to chat. This is headlined by the Goose Ringer which I forget the exact number of the ringer, but previously sold to Three Three Arrows Capital for $5.9 million to our friend Pixel Pete, who, I mean, what a mint. Right. Um, that's that's the headline. Uh they've released six of the works that will be coming out, including this cube archetype and a few other. It's only 10 cube archetypes. Um, but it is uh, you know, the rest of them are being released today. They have told me, although I haven't had a chance to go and see what other 37 pieces will be on there. What are your thoughts, Jared, on this event? Uh, What it might mean for the generative art market, given in recent times we saw a pump in volume and interest after the most recent auction? And anything else that's on your mind about this?
1: I'm curious to see what the goose goes for. I mean, there's, you know, I've seen crazy low predictions. I've seen crazy high predictions, you know, allegedly. They've already declined a, a million dollar offer. So, you know, I I I, I think that is the, the floor, so to speak, of it. So especially if the Fidenza went for it a million last time. So uh, I'm excited to see the sale. It's one of the most iconic Gen art pieces in the space. So I'm also curious to see what the other 37 pieces are. I think it's interesting that they teased out only six of them and they're like keeping 31 in the dark for the time being. And then the the IRL portion is something I'm really trying to wrap my head around. Um, I'm not able to go, but depending on the 37 pieces, I would definitely be interested in buying something. So I don't know. Uh, an interesting play. I hope that uh, people get to see or at least watch live. And um, overall, I think it's going to create some more uh, enthusiasm and I'm curious to see what the sales look like this time
0: relative to, to the last one. Certainly. I think that we see some really high bids on more of the grail pieces like this archetype and the goose. I was on the Twitter spaces earlier to today with our friends at Lucky Trader and somebody that they know did an analysis and they think the goose goes for 250 Ether I think there's uh, basically no chance that that happens. Um, That would be shocking if it did, because that would be less than the Fidenza that sold earlier. Um, My expectation is that some of these really hyped pieces, there'll be competition around them. And uh, then some of those 37 others will go probably below market. I mean, just don't know how many buyers are going to be who are going to be bidding above market prices. You can literally check on your phone uh, for these other 37 parts of value, the goose is a unique one of one, same with, uh, these corner or sorry, cube archetypes. But yeah, I, I I gotta think there'll be some deals in those 37 Jared, uh, wish I had both the liquidity and the time to get out there, but we will see what they are. And, you know, if, if you make it out there, let us know. Are you going to be
1: so bold as to say where you think the goose will go over under what's your line? Oh, um, and listeners, put a freaking comment in the in the comments below. Let us know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, I'm really curious to see what people are. I really think it it's in the millions. The question is just how many millions. So my line in the sand is two million. I think it's over.
0: Yeah, I I agree. With that. I was going to say over a thousand ETH, which is I guess the current price is like one point eight five million. Um, honestly, it all comes down to is there more than one bidder. I could see it going above two and a half million. Uh, you know what? I'll do it, Jared. I'll say above two and a half million. Oof. I'll say it. Uh, I really think it's. Well, we'll see.
1: I I'll just uh at the well. What
0: That five hundred K got you hooked, you know? Yeah, it does. Two, I think
1: it settles somewhere between two and two five. Maybe it leaks up to a little bit above two five, but I, I think that that's kind of. And you know, I I, I was on the spaces you referenced, and I think that there's a thing about this is like art. Like the analytics, I don't necessarily disagree with the analytics, but the thing is that this is the goose. There's just, an, there's a, a a lore about it. It's something invigorating. There's something so, I mean, it's almost even like, you know, the thing that Dimitri loves most, like this is something that just has some, has some whimsical nature to it that that any analyst just can't quite capture. And, and that's what's exciting to me about this. Uh, and, and quite frankly, you know, seeing the cube on screen, bold prediction i think this goes below market value and below previous uh sales i I just think that there's you're starting to see a divergence in in a lot of this and i and i hope to god there's like just two ridiculous whales bidding on the goose so it'll be it'll be fun to watch i I can't wait to see the results and and check in on the on these on this commentary
0: yeah i i could totally see that Uh, i i think the goose you you can't analyze a one-of-one that's like asking somebody to I know this is an extreme example, so please, people, don't don't take it Roast the wrong them. way. Let's but hear it. No, like, how, what what would the Mona Lisa go for in an auction? Like, how do you know? It, it's it, it's damn near impossible to tell uh, because it is considered unique. And the goose is probably the closest thing that we have to the Mona Lisa in the generative art space. Uh, I know there's like the God Fidenza or, or whatever, but I actually think the goose is is probably more um, iconic. Than, than that God Fidenza. So there's that. We won't believe the point. Really excited to see how that plays out. We will find out in a couple of weeks. Great Art at Great Prices, our favorite segment. This is a release recently that came out on Verse called Drift by Paolo Sarek. I'm sorry, I, I almost certainly mispronounced that given the, the accents, the punctuations on their name. Uh, but really cool work. Currently, floor is sixty-six dollars. Sorry, sixty-three dollars. Minted at thirty-three. Um, not actually on OpenSea yet. You have to port these from Verse. But very diverse, very beautiful. Not as familiar with the artist, but I think you could find something you like here, probably for a pretty decent price, if uh, this art resonates with you. Next one I wanted to talk about is, um, you know, I'm actually not even hundred percent. No, not not quite. Generative, but it's called Seasons by Jack NFT and Kote Gawa in the traditional Japanese Subi Koga paintings, kind of like similar to Yukio prints. I'll stop talking about, uh, pretending like I actually know the details here. I just thought this art was really cool for a very cheap price. The floor is at 0.085 and it's got motion here. Um, just cool stuff. So I wanted to call it out. Um, actually, it's not even motion. I'm sorry, it's music. Um, but really cool art at a very, very reasonable price. Another one that I wanted to call out, 55 Tazels Floor. I honestly don't know how to pronounce this. I just called it emojis in my notes. Um, We get a flower, a world, another flower, another world, maybe world flowers. Um, 55 Tazels Floor, Uh, a bunch of really well-known folks buying these. Um, Grant Yoon is a big fan of these, minted a bunch of them um you know will not expect a return folks uh this artist ocm who is oh wow extremely thin floor as well i should mention only 10 of these for sale out of 280 Um, but the artist has a lot of collections uh, so this is not something i would necessarily say is going to do super well but really beautiful art so i mean this artist has a lot of beautiful art across the board so take a look at their page see if you there's anything there that you like Yeah,
1: I wanted to bring up Miniscapes. Uh, Rich and Rick are top of mind for me lately. And, uh, you know, with a floor of 198 Tez, it uh, looks like a really great entry point, in my opinion. I also, you know, I was looking at the chart on this earlier. There's been a pretty good retracement. And if you've been looking at a Secchia and maybe it's a little bit beyond the price point, I mean, here's something for 180 bucks. you know, that is... Um, you know, really good uh, entry point. And I think they're they're really in in the same vein as what uh, Rick and Rich's typical work is. So uh, again, it's the first collab that they've done on Tezos uh, of the two that exist. So overall, you know, they're fun, they're intriguing, and it's a great way to support the artist.
0: 100%. And I got to say, Jared, I'm proud of you and myself. I didn't say it, but I've been pronouncing Esekia properly now since that we've done that episode with rich and rick uh so <laughs> fi- we finally got it we finally i still it.
1: butcher it all the time i i mean i told you i just recently talked to rich so he was we were talking about it and i was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this is how we pronounce it so i'm gonna have to go repeat it a hundred times in the mirror here shortly
0: well well you nailed it here today my friend upcoming releases it's the first one very excited about this one so this is from emily shia fan of the podcast um, a really awesome person. We've both gotten the chance to to meet with Emily in person and chat with her. Her next project called Interwoven is coming out. This is part of the LA County Museum of Art, a.k.a. LACMA's Remembrance of Things Future. This is volume four. They recently, about a month ago, released one with Death Beef. That was volume three. 100 pieces of work, price half an ether, which is a steal for Emily's work. Her other hundred piece collection, generative unique one-of-one collection, off script, currently at a seven ether floor, sales in the six ether range. This is coming out Wednesday, June 7th. There is a pre- mint to register. You had to have had one of each of five editions of volume one to be qualified for that. Uh, So, you know, really looking forward to seeing more of these outputs, but these are super cool. And very excited about this. Any thoughts you want to add, Jared? Plug for spaces uh, will be occurring
1: on uh, Friday the second for collector's corner. Uh, and if you're if it's too late to your listening to is too late, there's probably going to be a recording, so please listen back. But that being said, I'm really looking forward to hearing the the story. Uh, one of the things that I would want to congratulate Cactoid Labs and Lady Cactoid on is. It's been awesome hearing the stories and how pieces from The Lacma have inspired this art. I mean, really, really amazing with the with what Deaf Beef did. And so really digging into and double clicking on Emily's inspiration and the story behind it, I think is is there, there's a, a narrative starting to unfold behind these projects. And it's cool that some uh, an institution like Lacma has been so supportive and really opened up the, you know the the archives to these artists. And bringing attention in there, so um, super excited for the drop too. Other than the storytelling behind it, I mean, I second everything that you said. Super super excited for this,
0: hundred percent. And uh, I I too need some sleep because I totally forgot to mention our spaces about it. So thank you for bringing that up, Jared. That is tomorrow noon Eastern. We'll have it out in the podcast too for hey, folks. If who you won't show your own that. stuff, I'm going to. Damn it. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. The next upcoming release is an exhibition, AI Surrealism, featuring Rope, Ernesto, and more. Interesting to see them headlining with Rope. Also a fan of Collector's Corner, a friend of Collector's Corner. Uh, this is starting June 2nd. Um, have some a hundred artists, so there's a ton of them. Um some headliners, Jenny passing in mentioned Rope few others and they will have uh open editions many pieces for open editions priced very low 0. 0.02 to 0. 0.04 and some one-of-ones so check that out it's going to be on foundation and it will be opening tomorrow and i believe there's also an exhibition yep in new york june 2nd to the 8th so if you're in the new york area check that out some artists to highlight jared Yep, you know me. I'm gonna butcher
1: the phonetics of here, but Sifard, uh, founder of FX Hash, just wanted to highlight it. We touched on it briefly during the FX Hash highlight, but a lot of his, I'll call it, Genesis Project RGB, the elementary cellular autom- automaton, has uh, been running this week. I mean, it's 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 number two on the charts for a seven day volume just a thousand piece collection there's other uh, collections by it but just something of note i mean a lot of rumblings about it something that i wanted to to circle back i know fx hash is an amazing playground for uh, a lot of artists it's been the start for a lot of people so i figured what the heck let's let's highlight the artist the creator and the platform so a uh, really great opportunity i feel like in the rgb category right now one that i'm strongly considering myself but Overall, a beautiful, beautiful uh, project, and uh, you know, if you do believe in the in the in the platform, the founder, uh, and the the legacy, you know, there's a really good entry point here because again, this is this has retraced a little bit off of highs, and it's presenting a really good opportunity, or potentially good opportunity. I don't want to go out and say definitively, but a really, really interesting int- entry point if you're in the market absolutely pisto yeah. boy pisto boy uh i full disclosure hold some in my personal collection i just wanted to highlight the artist as it's uh, obviously coming off the ides of march that just released we highlighted for um gm dow and, uh, and gm studios there's the project um you know Uh, that was also there we touched on it briefly there's a plasticity i just think that um really really and and there's a lot of pistol boy has a lot of collections on fx hash and they're they're distinctly uh theirs but at the same time um you know they have their own identity so just wanted to highlight it and there's a lot of good entry points so if you're if your attention is with the, um, you know, the Ides of March, you know, there's a lot of extra work, uh, a lot of additional work that, that goes on here and, and a lot of really great artwork. So, you know, feel free to, to check it out. You know, the Twitter's up on the, the, the screen. Just absolutely beautiful
0: work. Totally agree. Re- really cool work. Great artist. Great to see another release coming out from them. And uh, looking forward to seeing more, honestly. And great to see more collaborations which is cool, working with Andrew Andrew Strauss on that one. We've mentioned Andrew Strauss before as an artist to highlight. Last one, Art to Watch, Memories of Chi Lin by Emily Shia. Two reasons to call this out. Well, actually many reasons, but top of mind, because number one, beautiful art. holding a five ether floor. That is almost $10,000, people. That's a lot of money for a collection of 1,024 speaks to the resonance of this art. Secondly, The fact that Emily's next project is coming out, I think will draw some attention back here uh, to memories. And uh, overall, just one of my favorite projects too. Really, really beautiful, distinct from what we've seen. Got a a nice deal down here at uh, 10.8, but we, we won't go into deals. What are your thoughts, Jared?
1: I have a tendency to agree with what you're saying. I mean, there's a lot of attention and there always has been on Emily uh, and for good reason, right? Really great work consistently and over time. I mean, just looking at the charts, you know, in the, in the, the overall floor depth. I mean, there's, there's a really interesting play here, honestly. Uh, but it's, I feel like almost like a broken record it, it occurs across most uh, gen art, Blue chip, pseudo blue chip projects where the floors are thinning, but uh, as far as quantity, but the the value is not increasing, and it just all it takes is this flood of liquidity, and you're gonna see something crazy. So, really good opportunity if you've been in the market there to to snipe something like we highlighted earlier about the the focal that sold for six point five. But overall, man, um, such a great collection. I get uh, so much joy out of just, and I do this kind of regularly. It's how much of a Genhart nerd I am. I just I perused the collection on our blocks, and I think that it, it's such a such a beautiful collection. Memories is uh, so well executed, um, and you know I look forward to to seeing more from Emily.
0: Likewise, likewise. That's our show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Check out the newsletter. Check out Eight Nap Art Fund. Send me a DM if you're interested in a premium service to build your wealth while collecting amazing art my favorite part about this space you can have your cake and eat it too until next week we'll see you then